The Centers for Disease Control is considering the first major revision to its COVID guidance since the federal public health emergency ended last year. Joining us on the record on WCBS is Dr. Sharon Nachman, Chief of the Division of Pediatric Infectious Diseases at Stony Brook Children's Hospital. Dr. Nachman, thank you for coming on. This is an important topic. Is the old five-day COVID isolation rule about to become a thing of the past? I suspect it is, and it's a good idea that it should stop. Remember, COVID has now moved from a brand new virus that none of us have seen to a virus that we're seeing all the time, our children in school, our colleagues at work. So this is just the right way for us to all move. What would the new guideline be for, say, returning to work after having COVID? Well, I think a lot of it is now going to be common sense. If you have fever, please stay home until you have no fever for 24 hours. If that sounds familiar, because it's the exact same advice we've been giving out for years with respect to other respiratory viruses. If you have underlying medical conditions, please talk to your doctor. Maybe they want to put you on medication or give you other advice. Again, very common sense rules. We talk about common sense, but sometimes, you know, people misdiagnose themselves. Any concerns that they might misdiagnose their own recovery and maybe return to work sooner than they really should? I think, again, it gets back to think about who are you, what medications you are on, and what's your underlying medical problems. And that's all part of when your child should go back to school or you should go back to work. And if you do have a question or in doubt and you decide you're going to stay home an extra day, that's probably okay. We certainly don't want you giving your infection, be it COVID or flu or even RSV, to anyone that you're working with. Why change the guidance? I mean, didn't isolation, that five-day rule, slow the spread of COVID and help us emerge from the pandemic? It absolutely did. But remember, when COVID started, none of us had any immunity at all, and none of us had a vaccine. Fast forward to where we are now, all of us have had one, two, or perhaps even more events of COVID, and that's helped build our immunity. And a lot of us, in New York State in particular, have also been vaccinated, be it one, two, three, or even more vaccines. So between the COVID exposures and the vaccines, most of us have built up a fair amount of immunity. That means while we could get sick, respiratory virus, coughing, sneezing, you know, that feeling under the weather stuff, that's going to still continue. But the vast majority of us will not have those high rates of going to the hospital, being admitted to the ICUs, and unfortunately, even dying. So we've moved COVID from where it was just a few years ago to where it is now, just another respiratory virus that we're seeing all the time. Is that how we should look at COVID now, doctor? It's it's really just the flu or RSV, something that, yeah, you get it, you don't feel great, but most people will recover? I think that's absolutely on target. Most people will recover. But I want to remind everyone that most people is not you, and that you as an individual person may have some underlying medical issues beyond specific medication. So the generalities apply to all of us. But for you in particular, the best person to talk to is your doctor. They're going to know what medicines you're on, what are your underlying medical issues, and really be able to give you, their specific patient, the best advice how to stay healthy. Are people still dying of COVID in 2024? Unfortunately, they are. 
And those that are dying fall into a very specific group. They're often older. They're often those with underlying medical issues. And unfortunately, the vast majority of them have also never been COVID vaccinated. So when you take all those categories together, that pretty much covers the patients that we're seeing now in the hospital, in our ICUs, and unfortunately across the country, those patients that are still dying. Dr. Nachman, I've heard the argument that the isolation period, perhaps longer than really medically necessary these days, has been costing people money and lost wages and having to pay childcare costs. Is that true? Does that play into this? Well, it doesn't play into our changing the rules, but it's certainly part of the thinking of where were we in the past and is this the right time now to change it? If we weren't seeing so much COVID in our environment, we probably would not change the rules. But that degree of isolation that we've all tried to adhere to and talk about hasn't necessarily helped so much now since we're seeing so many new variants all the time rolling through, so many people traveling and as you've said, so many people going back to work a bit early and giving infection to other people. So now that we've seen so much virus and have a lot of personal immunity, perhaps those isolation rules are no longer going to be so helpful. All right. Great information. Dr. Sharon Nachman at Stony Brook Children's Hospital. Thank you for talking with us.